Welcome to the Architect of Change Show with your host, Connie Whitman of Whitman & Associates. Now here's Connie. Hi, I'm Connie Whitman, your host, and you're listening to Architect of Change on webtalkradio.net. So glad that you're able to join me this week. My motivational quote is by Tom Peters, and it says, Regardless of age, regardless of position, regardless of the business we happen to be in, all of us need to understand the importance of branding. We are CEOs of our own companies. Me, Inc., to be in business today, our most important job is to be head marketer for the brands called you. Do you know what a brand is, first of all? And did you know that there's such a thing as a personal or individual brand? What is the benefit of having a personal brand? And what do we need to do to create a strong individual brand? If you asked your peers or direct reports to say one sentence that encapsulates who you are or how you are viewed, what would they say? Do you think the feedback would be smart, firm but fair, passionate, and communicative? Or would the results say that you're difficult to approach and discuss issues with, that you're stubborn, short-sighted, and close-minded? Hopefully not. Here's the reality. Unless you ask for this feedback, your perception of how you're being viewed could be very different than the people you are actually dealing with day to day. So how do we create the proper brand and how do we even have control of how others see us? Well, do not fear. We have an expert on hand today to discuss this topic of personal branding for business success. Beverly Langford is president of LMA Communication, a consulting, training, and coaching firm that works with organizations and individuals on strategic communication, message development, effective interpersonal communication skills, team building, and leadership development. Beverly is also the author of her newly released and completely updated The Etiquette Edge, Modern Manners for Business Success, and I am beyond excited to share with you that Beverly uh, received an email today that Everyday Power sent out a list of the top 12 books you should read in 2017. And you guessed it, Beverly's uh, The Etiquette Edge, Modern Manners for Business Success was listed in that top 12. So good Christmas gift, guys. Sit tight as Beverly helps us unravel some key concepts for us to utilize in order to create that strong personal brand to help all of us be successful in our ever-changing business roles. So Beverly, welcome, and again, I'm so proud of you and excited with that those accolades that you made that top 12 list. Way to go. Connie, thank you so much, and I'm delighted to be with you today to talk about this important subject. It, it truly is. Um, we really need to know how we are being perceived out there. So, you know, I think everyone's heard of branding for corporations, and most of us or corporations have branding consultants, etc. But what exactly is personal brands, and why is it so, so important for the individual to understand and, and utilize it? Well, in a way, it's very similar to a corporate brand. If you think about it, a corporate brand says a lot, in, in either a few words or no words at all, just a, a design, for example, the Nike swoosh. Mm -hmm. And immediately that sparks a reaction in the person who sees it. And interestingly, that reaction reaches us at both a logical and an emotional level. 
And in fact, Aristotle said that you can't really reach anybody if you don't reach minds and hearts. And so what that does is it it creates a, a reaction based on perception. And as human beings, as just an individual, we do the same thing. And the reason that it's important to think about a personal brand or the way people perceive you is that there's no such thing as an information or a communication vacuum. And if you don't have a personal brand that you've created intentionally, meaning that you've thought about it and you know how you want to be perceived, people will create one for you. And just as you pointed out, it may not be the brand we'd like. It may not be the perception that we'd like. And that's why we need to think about how we want others to see us. What typically, when you deal with your clients, what typically do you... What do we want people to think and say about us? Is there a typical core message that we should be seeking? Well, I think that that uh, the the core message obviously we want it to be positive, and when when uh, people meet us or when they think about us, we want them to to think about us in terms of both accomplishments and qualities. So you could say, for example, that someone is a great software developer with a creative mind. But at the same time, that person is, uh, is, is interesting, as, as I think you said earlier, approachable, uh, always a, a lifelong learner, always looking for new ideas. So our minds are wrapping around both the, the logic, the accomplishments, here's what this person is really good at doing, but also the qualities of that person. And you want the total package to be very positive. You know, it's interesting. Um, many years ago, my, my sister and I went to an event they had at the school, and it was on bullying, right? And as, as I, I'm very observant, so as I'm looking around, I lean over to my sister, and we both, the, the kids went to the same school district, we live in the same town, and I leaned over and I said, look around, who are the parents that are here? They were all the parents of, and I'm doing air quotes, of the good kids, right, who had manners and didn't bully. And there were, you know who the bullies are in the school, right? We all know who they are. And those parents didn't show up. So my question to you, and they were the ones who needed to be there to hear the information. The people that were there were compassionate, and kids did reach out to new kids and all those things. You know, my kids used to, um, my kids were always very big, uh, you know, always 95th percentile. I'm about 5'11", and my kids are now 6'3 and 6'2". So in the play yard, when they were little, little, they would protect the um, quote-unquote nerds, you know, who, who were more socially awkward, and they wouldn't let anybody bully them right so I raised my kids not to bully and to protect so but I went to that because I thought let me get new insight so my question is people who are so concerned about their own personal brands my gut is you probably have a good brand the people who don't even think twice about it and think who cares what people think of me or you know I haven't made it to a high level of executive position uh, without having a good brand like if they're listening to the show you know, how, how can you tell if you need work on your personal brand? <laughs> well, first of all, that is a brand. You know, the person who says, I don't care about all this stuff and I'm going to behave the way I want to and, and uh, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not going to worry about how people perceive me, you are creating a brand by that attitude and by that behavior. And I, I can't, 
I have a hard time thinking that most people really want to be thought of that way because the results on the other end are not positive. The person who feels that way uh, needs to understand that maybe that attitude is keeping him or her from getting what that person wants. Uh, not necessarily. I mean, obviously everybody doesn't want to end up in the C-suite. A lot of people are happy being uh, in their in their jobs and and enjoying what they do and doing a lot of things outside of work. But still, you there are times that you want things. You want to accomplish things. You want to acquire resources, maybe some help at work or some assistance from uh, another another team member. And if you have had, if you've created that brand of, I don't care, I'm not interested, I don't need a brand, you are, in fact, creating a very negative brand. And people aren't aren't stupid they they recognize it and they act accordingly and it's tragic because you really do get more with with the honey than you do with vinegar right isn't that the old saying and yet i i think some people i don't know their demeanor how they were raised their their corporate environment i'm sure you could think of people too i have several people in my mind that they are just not nice people and they the way they talk to employees is kind of sad and yet I I think if they looked at their personal brand and tweaked it a little bit to be good be a good communicator right communicative approachable all those things think at how much more production they perhaps could get from their team or how much more successful their bottom line could be or um, how their customer service could be impacted in such a positive way. So the, the ripple effect of, if I'm hearing this correctly, whether it be positive or if I have a negative brand, there's a ripple effect with everybody who comes into my orbit, correct? Well, you said a, a number of important things. And one is that I, that I like is that you said something about tweaking their brand a little bit. Sure. One of the things I'd like to emphasize, let's go back to the person who says, I don't care, I'm going to be who I am, and so forth, is your brand has to be authentic. Uh, when, when I talk about a brand, I'm not talking about a mask or a facade. Right. And so your, your brand has to be authentic. And you gave the example earlier when we began our conversation about firm but fair. Mm-hmm. You can be a very tough manager. You don't have to, having a positive brand doesn't mean that it's all rainbows and unicorns and you sure. don't hold people responsible or accountable. That's not what it means at all. You can be a very tough, demanding, exacting manager. But if you do that in a way that uh, that shows people respect, that shows that you are 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 aiming toward a goal that's going to benefit not only the company but the individual, him or her herself, then it changes everything. It doesn't mean that you've altered your personality. You're still the same person. You may be a a tough guy or a very demanding woman, but you've just tweaked it a little bit so that people feel that, that you still care about them and you want what's best for everybody. Yeah. It, I, when I uh, teach coaching or business development or sales, one of the um, things that I hold people accountable to is write your value statement. What is the value of a customer dealing with you or a business dealing with you? 
what is the value of you and the organization and it's interesting it's a, it's not an easy exercise because we're taught not to brag about ourselves and I'm telling everybody no no share with me what makes you so special if I deal with you versus a vendor down the street and they really labor over it and a lot of times they will write very superficial things that you know I have good organizational skills and and but not really get personal as to the value that they would get if I chose to deal with them versus another vendor and they also write more about the company virtues than their own and so I will say well okay that's great but I, I'd like a couple of more things about you so I'll ask questions to pull out of them their strengths because again we're, we're so quick to put ourselves down that we don't want to brag Okay. And at the end of when I first started my business 16 years ago and I had done this exercise, because I think it's a very important exercise for us to think who we are and what we bring to the table, your brand, I guess. And if you don't think it, those um, words, that communication, those feelings won't be shared with the customer. And at the end of the first session, and this was interesting feedback for me, somebody said to me, oh, you're like a nice Simon Cowell. You tell us, you keep it real, you give us the facts, but you do it in a way that we go, oh, that makes so much sense. I should change that. Or, oh, you have a good point with that. So there's way to be firm but fair and make people feel empowered at the end of that and accountable to themselves but I don't think everybody knows how to how to be firm but fair without thinking that I don't want to be a pushover and you said that being a good manager doesn't mean you have to be a weak manager right exactly and and uh, what you're doing in your coaching then is you're you're teaching people to develop a strong personal brand uh, some questions that people may may ask themselves when they're thinking about their own branding is what makes me unique what is yes. it about me that's different from other people and and what's what's good about that but also of uh, what is what is my function not what I do but what the difference that I make to other people. I was on the highway the other day making a cross-country trip, and I saw the logo of a of a trucking company. And obviously, a trucking company that's pretty mundane. You put things in the in in the van, and you you take it across the country, and you unload it. But the 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 logo on this company said, "Helping the world keep its promises." And I thought, what a wonderful way to look at it. It's not, you know, we've got this many trucks and we travel this many miles and we have all these, all these drivers. It's what we do for you. And right. if, if people will think of their own function in that way, what is the effect that you, what is the emotional appeal you have to others, and what is it that you really do for them? I love it. it. That, that's, a great, that's a great logo. Isn't it wonderful? I, I, I thought when I when I was behind the truck, you know, that really makes sense, is because that's really what it's all about. It's not yeah. the the nuts and bolts and the logistics. It's what is it you do for me? It's the classic difference between features and benefits. Yes. And what you were saying about your clients is that that they start talking about their features. Yep. Well, I do this. I'm an accountant. You know, I, 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 I do this or that, or I, I'm an operating officer in my company. But what is it that that really translates to for the company and for other people? 
Yeah, it's true. And and I love, I, I use this so much, but I, I think it's so valuable in how we think. I love visuals. I'm a visual learner. But it's like putting the pebble in the pond, and then you have those those um, circles that go out, 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 right? They really do never end, you know, as far as the water is until it hits the, the, the edge. But what is the effect of you? If you're that pebble, you know, who are the people in your orbit and how are you affecting them on a day-to-day -day basis? And I think that we, that's part of, I guess, branding. I didn't, I did not know that. So you've, you've taught me something today, but I think it's, we do we do work and and uh, deal with humans. So how how are we affecting others that come into our orbit? And I think that's that function versus I'm an accountant and I do a tax return, right? Okay. It's yeah. So I love that function versus or feature versus benefit sales, right? To me, that's that made perfect sense. Let's right, take a real. Me, go go, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to take a quick break, but please finish your thought. Well, all I was going to say is two things you need to keep in mind is your brand needs to be authentic. We've already talked about that. And it also needs to be consistent. Yeah. People need to be able to uh, 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 appreciate that and expect and, and see that over and over. Okay. Otherwise, it's not authentic. That's right. <laughs> it's make-believe. <laughs> exactly. All right. Let's take a quick break. And then you're going to teach us about the four Ds of brand building, which I, you know me. I love tips and nuts and bolts to help people listen to the show and then go start using the information we're talking about. So I'm looking forward to that. Great. It's a shame when you're feeling stuck in your business and you feel like you have nowhere to turn. It's a shame when you slog through long days in your business and you don't get any return. It's a shame when you feel like you can't see the forest for the trees and your business brings you to your knees. Einstein said repeating the same actions over and over won't produce different results. So stop feeling ashamed. Your business and you deserve better. Change that shame into righteous fame. Connie Whitman, contain that shame. Connie Whitman of Whitman Associates will help you to discover your new path, and nothing will ever be the same. Connie's tried and true one-on-one -on -one coaching sessions will tame that shame so you and your business will not continue in vain. Call Connie Whitman of Whitman Associates today at 732-888-1420. That's 732-888-1420. Or email Connie at WhitmanAssociates.com. Call Connie. Turn that shame into your game. Okay, we are back. We are speaking with Beverly Langford, and we are talking about personal or individual branding. So, Beverly, tell us the four Ds of brand building that everybody can use. And everybody, get your notebooks out if you're not driving in the car. <laughs> well, the, the first D is that you need to discover. Leadership in any form or success in general starts with self-awareness. And we know a lot of things instinctively about ourselves, but if we can formalize that just a little bit, it'd be a, a, a great way to start the branding process. And if it means taking a personality assessment, if you haven't already done one, in, uh, engaging a coach like you, if, if that's not something someone has done, reading some, uh, some books that have some checklists and so forth that you can take, anything that helps you discover those things we talked about earlier. What is your uniqueness? What, uh, what is it that you do for others? So discovery is the first part. The second D is that you need to develop those strengths. 
Sometimes we have strengths that we haven't thought that much about. Sometimes other people see things in us that we are not, uh, of which we're not aware, and we'll get to that in just a minute. But you need to develop, whether it's take a course, whether it is work on something that you have tried to do better. For example, let's say that you want to be a better, a better presenter. Maybe you join an organization that gives you the opportunity to hone your presentation skills so that you can be more persuasive, so that you can get your points across more effectively so that you are better with with syncing your nonverbals and your words because that can create all kinds of disconnects if your words say one thing and your nonverbals say another that's just an example uh, the the third d is that you need to intentionally and consciously demonstrate the things that make your brand what it is uh, that you uh, if you have good ideas if you are creative that you speak up in meetings that you find ways to share with other people not in a self-serving or braggy way but that you are not afraid to demonstrate your areas of expertise and particularly if you can position that demonstration in a way that benefits someone else if you can help people to see you as a resource a go-to person someone on whom they know they can call if they need something in particular so demonstrating your brand and that goes back to the matter of consistency that you're not this great brand one day and your evil twin skippy shows up at work the next so that so you you're consistent in the way that you demonstrate the things that are important to you and the last d is dare Dare to continue to to create and to tweak your brand. Uh, your brand uh, is not going to be if you're if if you have a brand at 28. That brand, even though it may be wonderful for you at 28 and with accomplishing the things that you're trying to do, it may not be the brand you need at 38 or 45. And I'm a big believer and and a devotee of of lifelong learning. That if you are always trying to develop and to, for, for lack of a better word, reinvent yourself along the way that's consistent and authentic, but still takes into correct, into, in, uh, takes into uh, account the kinds of things that you've learned, the way you've grown, the way that you've matured, the wisdom that you've gained. It's important that you don't end up being a one-trick pony where you may have had a great brand, but now that's passe. So you discover, you develop, you demonstrate, and you dare. Wow, uh, that was amazing. I love the first one, discover that self-assessment. You, we have to constantly self-assess. Where am I? What do I still need to work on? The other thing I just learned about um, self-assessing that I don't think we do frequently enough is as we develop ourselves, develop the strengths and continue to build on those strengths, we're always looking forward of, oh, I still have this to do. I didn't, I didn't perfect that yet. I'm still working on this skill. We never look back to say, but oh my goodness, look how far I've gotten. Look how, how in this process of whatever the skill is, like let's say presenting skills. Look how far I've come before I would want to throw up before going on stage to speak or speak in front of 10 people. Now I go in and I feel confident. I just sweat a little bit. To me, that's tremendous progress. We never look back to self 
self-assess and say, how have I developed so far? So I love that self-assessment self and the development piece. And then the demonstration, that consistency, again, that authenticity. I don't think you can perform the masquerade, like you said before, the facade for very long. People will see through that. Um, I think people are well aware well aware. We, we're very intuitive um, humans that we really feel whether people are being authentic or not. And then dare to continue. It's so funny. I was teaching one class and it was a, somebody in their 20s and we were talking about um, building, the, building the rapport, you know, at the introduction of whatever the business call is. And so I don't know what I said. And I said, oh, I had this experience with this woman. She had this awesome picture. And I said, oh, my God, that's such a lovely shot. You know, where did you take it? Did you purchase it? And the young lady said, well, I would never use the word lovely. And I go, well, no, because you're not in your 50s. You know, you're in your 20s. So what would you say if you saw a beautiful painting or a beautiful picture um, on the wall? That How would you respond to that to, you know, just generate a little conversation and try to get a connection with someone, especially if it's right. about the beach and you love the beach? And that's that lifelong learning that our vocabulary changes, our, de our demeanor does change. I think, I think for the most part, I have a very high energy, if you haven't told, filled, felt it yet, <laughs> Beverly, I have very high energy, but I have... I did, both, I did pick up on that. Did you just a little <laughs> bit, right, Beverly? And the, but over time, I have become actually calmer in how I respond to things because as you age, you realize so many things aren't important that, you know, when you're in your 20s, you're full of vim and ver you know, vigor that you go at it, right? You know, now it's like, yeah, whatever, no big deal. So I love that dare to continue to continue to tweak, learn, and grow, and develop using your wisdom because we do gain wisdom over time. That's a reality. Right. And, and uh, you know, it, I want to really emphasize also the fact that it's not a mask or a facade. When you were talking mm -hmm. about a, a young person re re referring to something uh, about the vocabulary, I remember uh, this particular student was telling me that he had a friend who had this all this, this outrageous Facebook page. And, and uh, he said to the friend, he said, you know, I, I don't think that's a good idea. That, that gives a wrong impression. And the, the person responded, responded to him, oh, that's not me, that's just my brand. And, and the, the student was saying, often we misunderstand what brand is because the brand is you whether, you, whether you want it to be or not. And I think it's so important that we, that we continue to learn and we continue to make our brand appropriate to where we are in our lives. I agree 100%. So that's, that's a great question, Beverly, that the gentleman who said, oh, no, that's just my brand on Facebook. That's not who I am. How do we decide on what our brand is, and then how do we implement that through all phases of our life so that it is consistent? Well, it goes back to uh, to that matter of consistency. Is that if you are using social media, even though there is a, there is always the temptation to do the flamboyant and the outrageous, it's always good to do a, a reality check and say, "Wait a minute, this this will never go away. Even though I'm, I may delete it from my page, it's never going to be all the way gone." Is this consistent with the the perception I want people to have of me? Is this the message that I want to be sending? And sometimes what seems like a real good idea on Saturday night may not look too great on Monday morning. So you need to you need to 
think through that before you put something permanently or or use a use a social media where it goes away after a certain period of time or we hope it does or you hope it does yeah it's probably still always out there right i tell my kids that beware it's out there there's a digital footprint somewhere right that's right so i I, I think that we do have to put thought into our personal brands and not just let it happen and take some control by, and, and if, I, if I understood you correctly, by building on our strengths and then looking at our uniqueness so that we can make it shine more frequently and with ease over time. It's, I guess it's like anything else, practice, right? We have to practice what we are sending out so that we reinforce that consistent brand, again, with, with authenticity and real, you know, just real content, I think, right? Exactly. One, one thing I suggest people do that, that will be interesting in helping them come to terms or decide about, their, about what, how they want their brand to come across is uh, take 10 or 12 people you know very well and just ask, ask them each to write down three words they would use to describe you and then collect them all and look to see if you have any patterns. They're not going to say anything bad. Tell them that this is not a joke, that you're really trying to work on something. Uh, and, and look and see if there are patterns. Are there some, some words that keep popping up that you're really happy about? Are there words that pop up that you're not so happy about? Are there words that aren't there that you would like to be there? And then you can decide how you want to, to try to build your brand that will create the response that you want from others. But it's a good reality check. I think that's awesome. It, my son is a senior in high school, and they have to fill out these forms. They, it's called the senior packet to help the guidance counselor write their um, review, essay, like feedback for the college about the students which I can't imagine what a daunting task that is for these guidance counselors. But one of the questions, it was funny because it was exactly that. Ask three friends three words that they would use to describe you. So you'd have right. a combination of nine words. And then it said, and ask one adult, it could be a teacher or an adult in your life, not a parent, to come up with three words on how they perceive you. And, you know, of course, my son's like, oh, that's so stupid. And I said, is it, though? Because, you know, you really want to know how you're being perceived by your friends but it also gives such a great layer of insight as that poor guidance counselor who has to do this for you know 120 kids that they could peel back that onion and see something from the perspective of someone who knows you well at that friend level so I think that's such a great for self for anybody listening to this what a great example and I love the 10 to 12 people because then I think Beverly you'll see You'll see the connections of how you're really being perceived, but also are there any words that are missing? I never even thought about that, that I would want included in that, and then how do I create that brand? What do I need to do um, to you know, make that message come out loud and clear? What a great, that's a great exercise. I love it. Exactly. I had a, a coaching client who did that one time, and when I asked him what was missing, he said, no one said leader. 
and oh. he was in an organization he wanted to move up and 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 run a division and he he uh, uh, said that no one saw him as a leader and that was a wake-up call for him on the other hand almost everybody said he was funny so we talked about even though a sense of humor is great you don't want to come across as a class clown and maybe mm-hmm. his being funny was in meetings and so forth was getting in the way of his being able to be perceived as an effective leader what critical feedback for that person wow powerful very important we need to see how we need to see how people see us you think you know do you know that's really the question um go out and explore it we're actually out of time beverly but i want to give your contact information so if you guys are interested go to beverly's website it's of course www.lm a communication.com don't worry for those of you that are driving I will post it on the web talk radio uh, architective change website so again it's www.lma Larry Mary and communication.com also please um, email me stories or content that you'd love me to cover or if you need help at your organization with sales or coaching or service uh, skill development email me directly at Connie at Whitmanassos.com and I do look at those emails myself also great time of year uh, the etiquette edge modern manners for business success uh, it's on the 12 top 12 list for 2017 reading guys so to me it's a no-brainer uh, again great gift for yourself or gift for loved ones but again it's the etiquette edge modern manners for business success and that is also posted um, you have that on your website too Beverly well, don't I, you I, I do but you it's a link to to where you can buy it online uh, so you would you would actually buy the book online, okay? At at, uh, at at regular book resources. But they could go to your website and click right in if because again if they're driving. Okay, good. Exactly. But on the on the website I will have the name of the book in the description, um, so you guys will be able to find it with ease. And again, Beverly, thank you so much. I love our conversations. I think that they're always very powerful information, informative information, and hopefully help help people have a tool now to go in and really dissect maybe the next thing they need to work on especially that 2017 is fast approaching so this might be a great way for them to leverage that and you know start with creating the brand that they really want to create and be hypersensitive and aware of that so thank you so much for all your insight and the tools that you gave us today well, thank you. It's always a pleasure to talk to you, Connie, and I very much appreciate the opportunity. Oh, love it. Just love it. I hope you guys will join me weekly as we question, build, and discover together how to grow and challenge ourselves so we all embrace change and realize that it's even so much more possible than we think. And again, today's show, I think, embraces that uh, piece of change, and now you have some how-tos on how to go out and accomplishment. Thank you all again for joining me. You've been listening to Architect of Change with me, your host, Connie Whitman, on webtalkradio.net. Thank you so much, everyone. Have an inspired week. You've been listening to The Architect of Change with your host, Connie Whitman of Whitman Associates. Thank you for tuning in. We're glad you were here. Time may change me, but I can change.